because she gets irritated. Whatever irritates Kim, I like Too to do. Funny, mama. <laughs> Welcome to Two Funny Mamas, the podcast, and I am, I am Sherry Shepard. And I'm your girl, Kim Whitley. And this is the Two Funny Mamas podcast, and uh, we are really excited today because we have a special guest on the show. We would normally do more banter, which we'll probably do in the end, but I, I'm so sorry, Chris and Kim, I was 30 minutes late. Yep. I just got back from Vancouver and it just was crazy with the time change. I just, and I was trying to put, I couldn't find hair. Did you say, it. I know time change and difference in Canada? Ain't it the same coast? Maybe, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I don't even know where Vancouver so, is. Vancouver is, yes, we're on the time schedule, same time schedule as LA. She just still, be lying. I, I was 30 minutes late and I apologize. Now it's all over the place and um, Kim is all in her ADD-ness and that's my fault, completely my fault. So. Um, Welcome everybody. Hi, we welcome our viewers and our listeners. And uh, of course we have our engineer as we call him sometimes producer, which is not around. Oh, Chris, <laughs> how are you? Uh, I'm uh, great, media, doing great. Happy to Good. be here, Be-ha- happy day. Okay, so this is what I'm gonna say before we bring in our guests because it's so apropos. Kim and I are both single women. We've been single for a long time. Kim, when was the last time you actually kissed somebody, kissed a man? Why you say somebody and then change it to a man? <laughs> I'm just saying. When was the that last was time? weird. When okay. was the last time you kissed a man? You know what? To be totally transparent, I probably have not kissed a man in a year. Okay, it has been. It ha- you know uh, last time I kissed a man. I don't even man? know. I'm just making that up. I know you are because I think was the last two. time you should boink a boink boink. <laughs> there is a difference. This okay. is why we don't need to do our podcast okay. on Sunday. Sunday yeah. Um, hold on. So, so you guys, I'm going to end this because you have to watch the podcast this coming Thursday. I don't want to do everything on a live. You dag all right. So, so go Thursday. subscribe to the link on our on YouTube bio. and Audibles. Not the oh. Audibles, Kim. On oh, the link on our bio, sorry. if you want to hear us, go type in your search engine to Funny Mamas Podcast, and you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, YouTube's, iTunes, and all of that good yes. stuff to hear us. So I'm going to end the live. You guys, good, thank you God bless so you. much to the people on our Instagram. Thank you so much. And this Thursday, it'll be Monique Kelly, the dating expert. We're about to ask her some stuff. Yes. Right, See ya. See y'all. Deuces. Okay. So. Um, and I'll put the, I'll post this. Okay. Um, so what don't de- you delete? No, it? it'll go in my archive. Oh, um, okay. so anyway, it has been literally two years since I've kissed a man because I'm not dating anybody. I'm single and, and, gotta, I, and I don't want to date nobody to kiss him. Mm, I'm about to kiss Chris. If, well, Chris then I, if that's because I could have kissed Andre. Shoot, no, I'm oh, not yeah. kissing anybody. I'm not dating. That's a very intimate thing to me. Yes, you're right. Kissing. I don't kiss. Anybody I don't just either. be running up. But have you a shaboinka boy? No, no, I've been celibate. I've fallen into accidental celibacy for yeah, all, it's been almost too. like three years. It's been and it's, that's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying this to get any sympathy. Right. It's oh, all good. Yeah. Oh no, because I still know how to kiss. I got a wall, a kissing wall in my bedroom. I do it just to make sure my lips work. Really? You remember when you was twelve when you do the well, so, kiss, we kiss our kids. Kiss but that's not, son. no, you can't. Well, that's a good that's practice. Not, that's, a, that's a I kiss the dog. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a dog love. I'm talking about an eros love. I'm talking about an intimate love. But here's the thing. We're, we're both single women. 
there's reasons why I'm reading a book that they're so pro against women, everything that I'm doing wrong. I don't know if this is a healthy book I'm reading, but I'm not sure. But I'm really excited because you came to me, you said, there's a friend of mine who's a dating expert and yes. I would love to talk to her. So I'm really excited to just jump on board. Please introduce our guest. Okay, everyone. This is my girl. She has been coming on uh, my show, Daily Pop, that's on E! every morning uh, as a dating uh, expert. Uh, but she has a book, a dating book called, uh, she's an author and she's, of course, a dating expert. Her book is called Reality in Chaos. Reality in Chaos. Yes. Okay. You sound like you don't know what I'm it sorry, is. I'm sorry. No, you know, reality in crisis. No, 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 no. It, it, it something happened outside. Hold on, y'all. What was that big noise? Oh, damn! What happened? The umbrellas fell. Okay, all right. And they broke something. Sorry, y'all. The wind out here knocked her patio. Yeah. Did you hear just hear something go ding, ling, 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 ling? And the last time I heard that sound, it was the car flipped over. I hear big noises. Okay, I apologize. Apologize, Monique. Okay, our guest for today. Here we go, y'all. It's like a reality show, but uh, on audio. Okay, our guest for today, she is an author. She is a dating expert. She has a book called Reality in, why can't I say that word? Reality in Chaos. Please show some love for Monique Kelly. Hey, <laughs> Monique, can I say you've been so grace, graciously waiting for about 50 minutes for this yes. actual podcast to start. You could have been in a relation, broken up with him and had kids by the time this podcast has started. We truly are professional most of the time. So apologies to you. We And I told you this before the podcast started, Monique, we're gonna take you to dinner. We gonna go clubbing, which I don't know if that you talk about that in your book, but we're gonna go out. So. Let's start. We're so excited. We are excited to have you on Two Funny Moms. Yes, we I'm are. So excited to be here. Uh huh. Thank you so much, girl. I love having you on Daily Pop. Um, I just love everything uh, that you do because when you come on the show, when I tell you she got she got knowledge. Bam, 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 bam. Well, first of all, let's. I, I want to talk because be behind you is your book. This is a cover of your book, which I love. Are three queens sitting there and, you know, kiki it up, whatever we queens do. And it's called Reality and Chaos. Tell us about your book. So, you know, I started everything off as a dating blogger with Confessions of a Serial Dater in LA. So when I decided to write a book, I wanted it to be a novel because when you're doing, when you're blogging, you're kind of confined because you don't want to put all your business out there. So right. this book is about three women that went to Hampton University, my alma mater. Yes, Hampton. In Virginia. Yes, Hampton, Virginia. And you know, when you graduate from college, you're in your youth, you're like, my life is going to look like this. At this age, it's going to be this. At this age, it's going to be that. Fast forward, each of these ladies are turning 40 and their lives are not at all what they expected or anticipated. And it's all about how their friendship gets them through life's ups and downs. One of them is dealing with a divorce. One of them is dealing with a family member with mental illness. Another one of them is dealing with dreams not becoming fulfilled. It is juicy. It's good. And there's lessons in this book through the stories of these three ladies. Fictional book about yes. kind of tr some true stuff, which, which goes on in our lives. We all are dealing with that. 
in, in certain seasons of our lives and, and friendship and love. This is how Kim, I, this, I don't know where Kim is. Kim has disappeared in the podcast. This will happen frequently. I do want you to know she just disappears. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. I just wanted to give you a, a few ground rules, Monique, before you even start and you start wondering, where's Kim? Why is her feet up in the camera? What is she looking at? And who is she talking to on the phone? These are the things that Kim does. But this is true because this is what happens with girlfriends. We go through stuff and yeah. it's our love and friendship that pulls us together, even in the dating arena. Yeah. So so congratulations on reality in chaos. Where can we get it? We can we You can get it at Barnes and Noble and Amazon. Barnes and Noble and Amazon. There. Barnes and Noble Amazon. Go there. There's a link in my bio on Instagram at Cocktails and Confessions. But it's all there and it's so good. It's really like waiting to exhale meet sex in the city. Yes, so we have got to get Monique's book up. She has two books, right? Is it two books? No, this one, I'm starting to work on the next one now. So this is about to go into hibernation soon. Okay, so reality and chaos. We've definitely got to get that. Now, this is a question that I have. Um, Being single, because you're a dating expert. You're a dating expert. We've been single for for a while. So so Mm -hmm. you start off and tell me what you want to say. And then we can okay, so here's the thing. My whole thing is this. I love to tell people, I have done the legwork so you don't have to make the same mistakes I've made, okay? Ooh. And I'm all about teaching women how to embrace wherever they are in their single journey. One of the things that drives me crazy is sometimes you're good at being single, but you just don't like it. And I don't know why people make single women who are just over being single, they're having a moment where they're going through a dating depression, or they're just over it, where they make them feel like, why are you over it? You should be happy. Wherever you are in your single journey, if you're at a point where you're over it, if you're at a point where you're enjoying it, it's about embracing it and loving wherever you are because it will be temporary. I know you're talking about it's been two years or whatever. When you finally meet the right person, that two years will seem like it went by so fast and will be like, okay, now I understand why it took so long to get to him. It was worth the wait if I, had, if I knew I was getting to this end. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, 
For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Ooh. Now, you know, Kim and I are two different types of single women. Kim has a lot of testosterone, if you don't know, and you know Kim. She got a lot of testosterone in her. What's wrong with you? I'm just saying you got the dude. What? And now I, I'm not going to get a dude. I'm going to have a bunch of women who want a girl, but with dude qualities. I mean, I ain't mad at that, but I'm, I'm just... No, and I'm not saying as an as a insult, but I'm saying Kim, I, Kim has been engaged I'm a, Leo. a few times. Okay. How many times, Kim? Huh? You've been engaged how many times? Probably three or four, somewhere around there. It's a lot. But Kim is very, she's very, and I, I, she's very into what she wants. You know, Kim don't take a lot of stuff. She's in, mm-hmm. And Kim is one of those people who was like, if you, you know, if you date other people, ain't no skin on my back because I got other people. So it, oh, men man. are intrigued by Kim, but she mm-hmm. never gets down the aisle. That's just what I'm asking Monique, okay. and then you can explain me. I'm gonna explain you. She never gets down the aisle. What you, Kim also has a lot of people at her house that I think men get. Yes. If you come problem. out of her house, Monique, if you've ever been over here, she is a yeah. she is a big village of people who are always here at any given time. Men have had a lot of problems with her village. What do you think? So, you know, it's so funny. We were talking about this on Friday on eChem. So Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I talked about how I started the blog Confessions of a Serial Dater in LA. So I was a serial dater myself, okay? But what happens is when you're serial dating, it's a part of it is a defense mechanism because Mm -hmm. you have a wall up from past hurts and you're so afraid of being hurt again. So if you see something wrong, even something small, you run because you're like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm not dealing with it. So you start serial dating because you have some past hurts. So I feel like Kim, there's a point where you have to look in the mirror, the common denominator is you, and figure out why do you have that defense mechanism? What's making you run? Because it is definitely something, there's a fear there that makes you run. And once you address that fear, then you will find yourself at a place where you will be more open to dating. Because here's the thing, you're open to dating and there's no such thing as there's a difference between compromising and settling. We don't want you to settle because you are, I mean, look at you, you're amazing. I've been to your house. You have fabulous parties. So you want someone who comes into your life who embraces your village. That's not going to change, nor should it change. That is who you are. So you want to be able to compromise. There are certain things you will have to compromise on in relationships, but I don't want you to settle and feel like you have to change that. Okay, nice, very nice. Okay, I, I understand that. I, I hear you and I'm clear. Now, Sherry. Uh-oh. Yes, she is afraid to be a serial dater. Sherry one does one person. And I marry. Uh, and she marries him. <laughs> no, it's right. You never lie about that. Her fear is serial dating or the comfortability or she doesn't want to do it. I have tried many times. She's like, I'm not going to remember everything about him. Then I'm like, so be honest. And I think I'm kind of boring. Huh? I you're, think I'm no, kind of boring. No, you're I don't not even boring know what I talk by about any means. Or, 
or I, I, I don't, I don't like everybody says Monique to me, you need to just go because I grew up in a religion that said you weren't supposed to date. You date to, you dated to get married. That was mm-hmm. a purpose for dating. It was marriage. If you was running around too long, the melders was on you because they'd mm-hmm. be like, you supposed to be getting married. So coming out of that mentality, even the thing about sex, like you mm-hmm. not supposed to have sex till you get married. So it's been a lot of reprogramming. My mama never told me that. Yeah, I know she okay. did. Oh, God. Not either. <laughs> Y'all know you well enough, Monique, to be good. Thanks, mama. Comment. Right. That's this mama. one, I know your mama did. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yep. but now all my friends say, don't, you know, Sherry, when you go out, d- stop looking at future, which is what I do. I look at, oh, how can we, I be writing his name in cursive. So I don't want to date. I just don't date. It's very scary, you know, now, especially because being in two relationships was like, I had to pay money. So I'm very like this. Did you say two two relationships you had to pay money to? Yeah. Girl, let me pull out a list. (laughs) No, it's two. Okay, well, let's just go with the two. There have been relationships because I got a need to help. I always want to help. So I don't want to date, but I ain't going to find nobody unless I do. Right. Okay, let me you and Kim, Kim's the serial dater and you're the serial monogamous, right? So yeah. with the serial monogamous, it's also a fear of, okay, I've met someone, it makes sense, I'm not sure, what if I don't find something better and then I've moved on from this person and I should have just stayed with that person, if, you, if that makes sense. So yes. with you, you have to force yourself to go out on multiple dates. Like you have to make an effort almost like it's a job where you're like, even if you have to put it in your Outlook calendar, where you force yourself to go on multiple dates. It's about changing your narrative and just really enjoying the dating process. Because, you know, I was married and divorced. And after my divorce, that's how I was. Like before my divorce, it was all about, I want to get married. I need to be married by this age. And I ignored those red, oh, the red flags that I ignored. I mean, and I always say- I was married for two years and it was moving on. And the thing is like, you you ignore those red flags because again, it's out of fear. So then once you come out of the marriage, you you go the other route of like, okay, I wanna do it again and go forward, which is fine, but you do need some time to date. So you kind of know who you are now as a person and what you need now out of a relationship versus when you were married. But what if you start dating those people and you like something about them and you, you like you guys connect and it's just like it's good and you know you're going okay I could see this it's very hard to say okay it's a job leave it alone go on another date because I you dating more than one person my memory ain't that good I've eaten got no, stuff and, yeah and then that makes sense Sherry because if you do meet someone and you click. I don't advise people to be like, okay, but I'm just gonna still be dating other people. If you meet someone and it clicks and it's right, you go for it, you enjoy it. You don't wait for the other shoe to drop, but you're also very aware. You're very aware, like don't make excuses for some things where you're like, okay, something in my spirit, I call it your inner loving diva. Your inner loving diva always communicates with you. She will always tell you when something's feeling uh, not right. And I don't advise people to act on that right away. You listen to it, the voice will get louder and louder and louder. And then when your head and your heart connect, you will make the decision that you need to make. 
but you just listen to that inner loving diva. She'll even tell you, this is a good guy, keep going for it. So if you meet someone and you connect, go for it, enjoy it, but just be hyper aware of some things that might be unsettling and don't push it off. My inner loving diva, I don't know if she knows, She, I think she may be a little broken in there. Yeah. Okay. I think, she, I think everybody's a good guy. Everybody always tells me, mm -mm, we don't like him. And then that brings my defenses up. Now, Kim, I could see her body language. She sat back, she pursed up her lips. Kim does not believe, because the last person that I was talking to a little bit, Kim was adamant, don't, and I clicked. And she was like, do not drop everybody. You tell him he's not the only one. You let him know there are other men you are going to be seeing. I couldn't do it. She, put, she almost put me out the house. Like she got angry at me. Cause she was like, you don't be dropping everything for one person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, but that's what I do because I want to focus on one person. So Kim. Yeah. But I want you, but if you do that, that's the, remember that is the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and, and expecting a different result. You keep doing, we have to, it's a job. My father told me a long time ago. He was like, Kim, if you want a man, if you want a relationship, you want the career. And he said, you have to look at it like a job. You are so career driven and we do that. But if we want a man or a family, we have to be just as driven. And we're not. We love our careers more. And that's just the truth. We like mm -hmm. a man, but you know, they're almost like an ornament. Okay, that was wrong. It, it is, it's like one of the trophies on the thing. It'd be great if a man came in and he took some of this weight off me, then I probably would be like, oh, okay, well, boom. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the men that we meet ain't taking no weight off. I mean, you yeah. pay, paying a cable bill here and there, that's fine, but it ain't <laughs> taking no weight off me. Right. This is a cable bill. I'm a little Netflix bill. Right. No, <laughs> I think it's mortgage. Uh, oh, that's a, oh wait a minute, you asked for too right. much. Yeah. So what are we supposed to be looking for, Monique? You know, because there's this big discussion that goes on, and you've heard it before with your girlfriends. You have went, more women now are, are money earners. There's a lot mm -hmm. of women out here who are money earners. They have children. They're, they're you know, at a point in their life. And so people go, why can't you date a regular person? How are you supposed to be aligned financially? Or should he just have a good heart? Okay. Now, some people will think differently, but this is for me. Listen, you two have your stuff together, okay? Now, granted, a man might not be making as much as you, but he needs to be bringing something to the table. He has to have some form of a career, okay? A real career, not something where you have to be supporting him or by him coming into your world, he's coming up, okay? He needs to at least have his own stuff together, at least have his own home, have a career, have you know his stuff together. And I think a lot of times for women, especially when you're successful, so many people tell you, well, you're not gonna meet someone who's as successful as you date down. Listen. You dated down before and you see where it led you, right? So if you're going to go through some stuff with a man who's broke, <laughs> you're going to go through some stuff with a man who has money too, right? So why pick the one who's broke when you can be with the man who has money? You know what I'm saying? That's so true. I just feel like we are made to feel guilty that we want a man who's successful or a man who does well for himself. Put that, put that out into the universe. If that's what you want and that's what you deserve, that's great because there are men who make money who have great hearts as well. 
they are out there. And I'm not talking about, take it off of Kim and I, who, you know, because a lot of people look look at us and go, okay, you're actresses, you do make you the, just your regular woman. There's a gentleman, not bashing him, who's been trending his videos on social media Mm -hmm. where he screams at women. And he's like, you know, if you are a, if you literally, if you uh, make an honest assessment of yourself, you are not a 10, you are a a Mm -hmm. six, then you cannot expect for a man to want you on, have you heard him? You cannot yes. expect for a man yeah. to want you to to want you on his arm. So it makes me go, what are expectations that are just out of the box for wait, women? Wait, wait, wait. Is this the man who got caught cheating on his wife or someone else? No, no that's right. a different man. That's a different, that's a different dude. Because, you know, we all have girlfriends in our lives, Monique, who they go, <laughs> I want somebody like Idris Elba and I won't. And then you look at, you look and at- She's and, sitting over there looking like Miss Piggy. Well, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I but, don't know, let's say what it is. And I want to let Monique talk because she knows exactly what we're talking about. Cause there's this mm-hmm. whole thing about, you know, manifesting. You gotta be who you, who you, you want. want. What do you think about that? There is so many women who suffer from dating delusion. To your okay. point, they're looking for Idris Elba. And they actually, when he finally got married, they were devastated because they thought all they had to do was walk into a room, Idris would see him, see them, and pick them. Here's the thing I always tell women. If what you want is a man who looks good, works out, makes money, at least make sure you're bringing that to the table. Because for a lot of women, we talk about what we want in a man, what we expect, but we're not even bringing that to the table. However, if you are a woman who's bringing certain things to the table, she's, you're making money, you, you're fit, you have your stuff together, there is nothing wrong with expecting that from your partner. And a lot of people, including the, the man that you were talking about, make women feel like they should just settle for something just so they can say they have a man. So you have to realize when you have dating delusion where it's unrealistic dating expectations versus when what you're expecting is totally reasonable and be unapologetic for what you want and what you need, but make sure that your lit it's not all about this list because a lot of people get married to this list and it's a long laundry list of all this different stuff and they get so fixated on this list that they miss opportunities. Focus Mm -hmm. on your non-negotiables when you go into dating. Your non-negotiables are things like, is he a good communicator? You know, is he, if you're a person who is, a, is he a man of God, if that's important to you, is he loyal? You know, you look at, has he ever been in a long-term relationship before or married? Because again, you don't want to get with the man who's, you know, late forties, early fifties, ain't never been married, never been in a serious relationship. So you got to look at non-negotiables versus this long list. Yeah. I, you know, and that's bad of us. Cause we both said the same thing. If there's a man, who's in his 50s and he's never been married, <laughs> we go, he got to be gay. But I talked Don't to a man, before, I said, I talked to a man before and he said, y'all, women always go to that, you know, if a man is, you know, late, uh, 40 above and he's not married or he's not in, in a relationship, y'all always go to the, you think we gay. Maybe it's because we have not found the right one. Right. I think my brother ain't never been married. And, and I said he was gay. You did, no, my no. brother, I'm going to tell him. I did not Kyle, think I was gay. No, he just. And he's not always necessarily gay. He might have some commitment issues, okay? 
Like I, we watched The Bachelor and we saw he had some men have some major issues that are unresolved. Yes. So it's not always necessarily that they're gay because there's plenty of guys who are bachelors for, for life, you know, but True. it makes you wonder what made them not commit to someone. What well, is if, you George, if you look at George Clooney, look how long it took George Clooney to finally get with uh, Kamal, I think her name mm -hmm. is, and then now they got twins and he seems relatively happy. But he mm -hmm. date, he, you know, if you were to look at that kind of man, you'd go, well, what's wrong with him? He dated a lot of women. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I men take take a while before they settle in. Because do you agree that men have to be at a, that some women give men an ultimatum after they've been dating for a while, but men have mm -hmm. to be in a place where they're ready. And if they're and not that's ready. What, that's what happened with George. He was, he, you know, he might've had some issues leading up to that, that he finally resolved. That's the thing. If they had issues, but they to do the work to get them resolved, then they're ready to get married. Wonderful. They've resolved those issues. They've worked on it, but you're absolutely right. You have to be with a man when he is ready to get married and ready to be in a committed relationship. But notice I said, if he's never been married, never had a long-term relationship, never been engaged, that's something. If it's a guy that's just always dating, 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 there's definitely something there. But look at George when he finally did settle down and resolve whatever he might've had going on, he picked a dime. He picked a woman who is smart who has her stuff together and look at her. She was coming to the table with something, coming to the table with a whole lot and met a man that matched her, matched her. Right, what about, what do you think about, what is this new Facebook? I wanna go to internet dating. Just what do you think about the new- uh, I'm writing down, I'm not ignoring, face, I'm writing down notes, questions yeah, that face, I have on my I heard there's a new Facebook app or part of Facebook that I'm thinking about joining. What do you think about that? Is that just kind of like dating online I social? I, I don't know. Like, they I mean, does that fall into the category? You talk about the Facebook groups? The Facebook yes, groups that you can join? No, no. Facebook I... is a new dating app. I don't know if you know. Well, I think it's within Facebook because they'll ask you, do you want to join? And my friend met somebody on Facebook, but she said it was through a dating app. Have you heard of this? I've heard of that and I believe it's part, isn't it? I thought it was a group or something like that. And then it's also, they also have a dating. I don't know if it's necessarily a dating app, but like a Not dating a, feature on Facebook. Feature, that's what it is. It's a dating yeah. feature on Facebook. Exactly. I, I like that because with Facebook, you can kind of see if you have mutual friends. I, I like mm -hmm. that it's a little bit different than the regular traditional dating apps. And I like that it's through Facebook. Cause I feel like you can see who you're connecting with. Um, if you have mutual friends, if you have similar interests, there's a lot more that you can do with that Facebook. So I think it's something different and something new. And I definitely encourage that. Okay. What do you think about, well, since we're on that with Kim, mm -hmm. and I don't want you to think I'm not paying attention. I have all these questions that pop in my mind. Go um, ask away. Ask away. Like, like dating apps. We have a friend, Lonnie Love. She preaches this all the time. She met her boyfriend, James. They're going on two or three years. She yeah, met him together a minute. They've been together. She met him on Bumble. Uh, mm -hmm. S. Beckins met her oh, ex-husband on, on uh, Match.com, but right. they were married for a while. Um, you know, I just know people who've met and they, they I, I've met married. a couple con artists on. Oh, sorry. I'm scared to do dating apps, Monique. I tried one. I went to that damn eHarmony and I want my money back because <laughs> I was, I paid all this because I went to one that was kind of expensive because I thought, well, the men are serious. 
But all I kept getting were men. It was like, hey, baby, hey, baby, can you send me some pictures, baby? You know, and I'm like, ew. But yeah. I don't, maybe I didn't do my profile the right way. All how right, let's talk about dating apps. Okay, she could tell us. How, did, how should we spell our profile? What do you think oh, about the dating Okay, so here's the thing about dating apps, okay? Either you like it or you don't, right? Some people mm. use the dating apps, they love it, they've met someone and it's thriving and it's great, which is wonderful. But like I like to tell people, your dating journey is customized. So just because it worked for one person and it didn't work for you doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. So when it comes to dating apps, what usually drives me nuts is that some people just don't like it, okay? And it's okay. You tell people you don't like it, they're like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this app? Maybe it's your profile. Maybe You're not doing anything wrong. If you don't like it, you don't like it and acknowledge it, be honest with yourself and keep it moving and that's okay. So I don't okay. feel crazy. Now, no. uh, with with the dating app, oh, she was talking about Star Jones. Right. Uh -huh. Star Jones, the way she yeah. met her husband, uh, he's an attorney. They're, in a, they're both these international yeah. attorneys. She's now adopted mm -hmm. his son. She's living a great life in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Her profile, this is all she put, did on her profile pic. Just her eyes. I thought it was one eye. One eye? No, I it, it wasn't was. no damn one eye. I that looked crazy. I swear, I swear it was she not, said that. That's what Star Jones said. It was one eye because she said she wanted them to go for, you know, want to know more. Now, me, I thought it was the craziest shit I ever heard in my life, but she'd been married a, for five right, years. I thought that was brilliant. I he said, what dude gonna now. just go for an eye? Right. Well, who am I? I'm still single. <laughs> And she's been married for five years, living a fabulous yes. life with her international yeah, husband. Happy yes. too. Like one but, thing we know from COVID is these face masks force you to look at people in the eye. You really are focusing on people's eyes. You learn a lot of people, a lot about someone just from looking at those eyes. Yeah, so they take that damn thing off and you see they're missing three teeth. Yeah, or they breath smell and like bre Well, everybody booty. breath smelling a face mask, but you know they're missing teeth. <laughs> and, 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 they know. smile, because the bottom half of your face is important. I never thought like you got an extra long jaw. It didn't right. match your eyes. Yeah, it, th it threw me off a couple <laughs> times. It threw me off. You take it, I was like, I didn't know you had three chins beneath that K95. I didn't know, right, right. It was all, it didn't, it didn't, it, eyes were beautiful. I don't like this mask thing. But I'm looking straight up in your nose, your nose stuff. I was like, this ain't, no, put that back on. See, I like it when a man look at me, he like, you got beautiful eyes. I go, hear the rest of me. Yeah. <laughs> I need to pull it down. That's why you coughing. <laughs> so the next one is um, with the, you know, uh, it, okay, I, this is the question. We're, we're black women. I've only dated black men. I love black men. I love everything about a black man. But Lonnie was getting on me because she was saying, Sherry, you've got to open up your, your you know, you just got to expand because you're you missing out on possible love. And I date some all. I date <laughs> some all. Okay, first of all, that should be a red flag. I date some all. I date some all. You let Bigfoot come over here and see what happens. All that hair on him, I'll be like, we're going to shave it. Come on in, baby. <laughs> you see how she be flirting with Chris? Chris ah! gonna get a shot. Chris gonna get a shot. Mm. Chris lucky we gonna live You here. know what, Monique? Oh, me and Chris would have been out by now. We at least gonna have got a little coffee. I know. I'd have rubbed his little soft hands. He looked like he got soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to St. Louis, Monique. Chris, our producer of the podcast, we're going to St. Louis to do a comedy show. Mm -hmm. And they already got their little 
Tay to Tay worked out. Oh yeah. But Chris gonna be scared. I said him for you, Kim. He's amazing. I spent time talking to him this morning. I love him. I do. He ain't amazing. He's yeah. single too. Something wrong with Chris yeah, too. Something wrong with Chris. We gonna give Chris a chance to ask a question too. So Chris, while we're talking. Don't be all off guard. You got a piece of paper. Write down what you want to ask her about dating. Got yes. it. Yeah, you all you all covered some good stuff. I appreciate the because uh, I'm 36 and we were, I was laughing about that with somebody. Somebody posted online if a man's over 30 with no divorces and no kids, something's wrong. And I'm like that could be 50, maybe, maybe. But you're not 36. 30. Not like 30. why would you want that no. in your life? Like do you, do you no, want to fight? No, you with still got you still got. Ah, ah, ah. So think of your questions, Chris. So Monique, <laughs> here's the thing about, you know, it's so, it makes me because I think it's a familiarity with black men because, right, of course. you know, I wear a lot of hair. You come in my house, a black man, typically if you, they walk into a house, there's a lot of hair. His cousin does it. His mama's done it. He understands. He understands if I say certain things. He understands if I, you know, if I'm a certain way, he understands because he has women who look like me that have done the same thing. And so I always go, if I get with a white man. Or, I, or I others. Or others. Or an Indian no, man. Indian, or a Indian Persian no person. Yeah. No, I know people who <laughs> Black? They, they family don't I'm like it. Not, well, it doesn't matter. I know black women. Like, you know I got black women with an Indian man. Yes, like not Pakistani. Pakistani. That ain't Indian. Pakistani is Pakistani. Okay. Get it right. I said it wrong. I'm just saying, because my cousin not married Native, not Native Pakistanian. And yeah, that's what I meant. You know, near 911, we was all concerned <laughs> during that time. Okay. Damn it, Kim. Oh, good Lord. You know, sometimes Kim will be the destruction of our podcast and lawsuits. So what I'm just saying is it's the, it it's the, it's the, the nervousness for me of will he be able, a man outside of my race, will he be able to relate to when I take him to my house and my family ignorant and they loud and they, you know, like that like gives me agita. Right. It right. gives you what? Agita. You can't just say gives me anxiety. You got to <laughs> kiss your girl out your ass. What well, that's gives you what? If I date a Jewish man, I need to be able to some, what? some lingo right. Did you say Ajina? Like that, Ajita. That sounds like your cousin's name. Ajina, <laughs> come on downstairs, girl. Can we focus on this? Okay, so that. let's talk about this because this is important. And I think this is super important because I am a lot like you, Sherry. I love my black men. I love the way they smell. I just, oof, I love yes. black men. Okay. And for me, I know that is important to me. Okay. For me, that is a non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable. So, and I'm, I'm aware of that and I'm okay with that. And for certain people, they're open to dating. So if you happen to meet someone outside of your race, that you are attracted to, that treats you well, that you just, you're like, man, I can't believe this. I've never really dated outside my race, but this guy is different. That's one thing, okay? But it's another thing when you go outside of your race because you think they're gonna treat you better 
or you think it's going to be easier because there are fools and clowns in every single race out there. Okay. I, I talk to my Asian girlfriends, my white girlfriends, they dealing with dating issues among that. So as long as you, if you decide to date outside of your race, you're doing it for the reason that you simply fell in love with someone and it just happened versus going out there actively looking because you think it's going to be easier. That's one thing. Also, if your thing is black men and that's what you love and that's what you like, again, I always like to tell people be unapologetic for that. You know, there are eligible black men out there. So be okay with that and be honest with yourself if that's what you want. But the pressure of the race, just like Matt James, and let me say for my cousin, uh, Anjum, who is Pakistanian, okay. been married to my cousin damn near 30 years mm-hmm. and they kids. Let me just say, you're absolutely right. At a time, right now we're more woke. And what I was saying is at a time like that, the family, you know, they all looking like, hey, wait, wait. And that's what I'm talking about. The pressure of the world, just like Matt James on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. He felt the pressure, even though the girl was dead wrong, but you feel the pressure Matt of Matt James picked a girl. I just want to say. I got it. Okay, that, right. Give to, it to Matt okay. James picked a girl, Rachel uh, Kirkconnell, I think her name was. On, on The Bachelor. On The Bachelor. He was, a, he was a biracial black man. He picked a white woman who it came up that she had gone to an antebellum theme party. Mm-hmm. It came up that on tweets she liked different, like Make America Great Again tweets, Donald Trump mm-hmm. tweets. And so it came out that, you know, some of her race, her uh, uh, things that she leaned towards was racist. So he absolutely, he didn't know this before he picked her. Now has mm-hmm. come out, they did not stay together. Keep going. Yes, so that's why he felt that when he was on The Bachelor, especially the after show, right. he was explaining how just he couldn't be with her. And he said, as a black man, and it really is the pressure of the race, there is no way he can go out with that white no, woman. Absolutely who, not. There's no way. There's just no, no way. His life would not be great. Now, me, I was dating this. I wasn't even dating, but this white oh, man. Oh, please tell Monique that story. Wow. Who, who, who was still a very, well, very good friend of mine, especially now, but. Handsome, wealthy. Hell, handsome, wealthy uh, white man, been knowing him for years. And he sent me a picture of one of his houses. He was on the river. This is and so I, great. Chris is cracking up. Jim, Jim <laughs> pulls a, a man boy. Sherry, this this shows the guy's age too. That he wasn't <laughs> that he wasn't aware. Sorry, continue. He was what not aware. Know? He was not woke. And he sent me the picture. He had his feet up, and you could see the river going past his house. His house sitting on the like on the river. And then I looked in the back. You know, we zoom in on a picture. I was like, what is that red flag? Girl, I zoom in and it's a red flag and I think I see a T on it a little bit. No! And I, yes! Never knew this and I confronted him and I said, what, um, what's the red flag in the back? But I tell you, he was silent. And it was a And Trump he told America, Kim, yep. it was a Trump a Make America Great Again flag, but he said to Kim, you know, I love you, I love Joshua. He said, I voted for him because of the business. Uh, money pra- part. Money part. It really put Kim off because this is a guy who really likes her. Our, we had a lot of listeners who said, y'all can make it past this. I don't think you can. Like, how do you feel about like political differences? Uh, maybe. That's so... S- it, it was a That's rough... That's why I tell people, you got to think of the non-negotiables. Forget about, I'm tired of these lists. These, get rid of the list. Non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable, right? Because 
people love to, you know, I'm not gonna go into politics, but we'll just say that blaming it on business and the economy as to why you would vote for someone like that is a questionable response. I'll just say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a major, it's not about Republican versus Democrat. No, it's about what someone stands for. And yes, more. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, so that, I don't think you could have moved past that. And, and again, if you meet someone who happens to be of a different race and you vibe and you click, I say, go for it. Um, if you're curious, okay, let's give, let's give curiosity of opportunity. If you're curious, like, I wonder what it will be like to date outside my race. I'm feeling this person. They're kind of cute. I'm curious. Okay. Be curious. I say explore every single avenue, but if you realize after your curiosity, that is just not your thing. Like you just like a black man. You just, it's just something about him. I, I know it might take me longer or whatever, but there's just something about black men own it, be unapologetic for it, and it's okay. See, now I'm curious. Because every time a man from another race tried to talk to me, I ended up getting married to somebody and it never went anywhere. Remember my Italian chef? Yes, nice. Me me and her weren't tight like then, because let me tell you, the Italian men I'd have had in my life, honey, if we was friends, I'd have said, well, forget you, I'll take him. He had a a great Number three best times bestseller, and it was it was. But, but she want to go date the dude that ain't got a job. <laughs> that's what she. Okay, wants. now that's you where that's like, where I'm saying like. like... Shrek. <laughs> it doesn't make no what, sense. Let Monique you talk. are self sabotaging. That's what she is. What do you? But if you're curious about it, that's the thing. If you're curious about it, explore it. Because okay. maybe for you, especially Italian men, uh, Sherry, she was afraid. Italian. She was afraid. She's afraid Italian of white men. You might as well date a black man if you date an Italian man I'm now. Afraid. You're afraid of white men. You're afraid of them. I'm not afraid of white men. It's it, it's a Pakistani man. It's an Asian man. Okay, I, you're afraid of another race. You're yes, afraid. but not, don't say Nervous, I'm afraid not of afraid. white men. I'm not, not afraid, afraid of, white of white men. Man. Excuse me. I know it's so sensitive in this time. I think it is. He's uncomfortable. She's uncomfortable because she loves black men. I think what it really boils down to, I hope I'm not speaking for you. You love black men. You love your brothers and that's okay. But if you're curious, if you're curious and to explore the curiosity because some women love black men and they'd have no curiosity about anyone else. They're like, I have no curiosity. I'm very clear. I want a black man. Explore your curiosity, Sherry. You never know. You might realize, okay, this person, not race, but this particular person I'm vibing with. It doesn't, it's not about the race. It's about the vibe. Or you might discover, okay, I was curious about it. I tried it. I like my black men. But if you're curious, explore your curiosity. So now, thank you, girl. Just mm-hmm. the my son. What, baby? You're feeding the dog. Well, okay. why we gotta stop the podcast so so you can do your. Do already. Okay. But I feel you, Sherry. I I was I was the same. I mean, my man is a black man. Kim's met him, and mm-hmm. you know, I you know, it took me a long. It took a lot and a long time to finally meet him, and I was like, thank you, God, finally. But you know, I was never curious. But I have friends who have been curious about it. They have explored the curiosity. Some of them ended up marrying someone outside their race. They're very happy. Some of them were curious and realized, no, I'm going to stick with the black man, and they're still very happy. So, 
You got to be open. I just, I just, you know. And it depends on the white man. Let me tell you. He got to know about black people. He got to know about, he got to have swag. He got to be woke. Because the problem is you can't take, if you're not, and I don't care what race he is, there's certain things that you got to know. I don't want to be embarrassed by you. Like when we walk in, like if you're foreign and you're from Italy, of course, and you're speaking Italian, there's all kinds of excuses we can give for you. But if you're from down the street <laughs> and you're embarrassing me and you don't know certain things, or you say some corny white shit, now there's a problem, Chris. He don't, uh, Chris ain't never said nothing. I didn't corny. say. I'm just making sure I'm letting him know. <laughs> Remember, I'm getting him ready. Right. Yes, this is a preparation did. to head up a black family. Continue. <laughs> I get. And also, too, to that point, Kim has a really good point. If you are dating someone out your, outside of your race understand you're gonna have to have certain conversations with them because certain things they're just not going to get it's not innately within them so certain things you're gonna have to have certain conversations where if you're with someone of the same race you can just look at each other you don't have to say anything you know exactly what the other person's thinking about a situation so when you go into a relationship with someone who's not of the same race or of a different culture understand and know you're gonna be have to have some of those conversations they may ask questions where you're like I can't believe I have to answer this. Or even when all the stuff was going on last summer with George Floyd and there was a heaviness yes, right. he had to us. And, you know, they might not understand the level of heaviness and why it was weighing down on you, but they're open to understanding. Just know that that will be conversations that you will ultimately have to have. And it's okay. At least they're open to it. If they have so a let, flag let, in their let, what? I'm sure he does. Well, I just wanted to move yeah. off race. Yeah. Hold on, Chris. Okay. Uh-huh. So dating for women who are older, who are now, like you said, they've gone through a divorce, they're raising their kids, they haven't been in the dating game. This is a whole new world now. Um, Do you have any tips for women who are older? You know, sometimes we feel a little fragile. And the one thing I think women our age feel like who haven't been in the game is you don't want to be wearing a, a, a neon sign going, I'm vulnerable, I'm vulnerable, don't hurt me. Oh, that's Like, funny. that's the worst. I'm just, yeah. you could be vulnerable. I'm not vulnerable. No, Come you, on with it. Look at your arms crossed. Yeah, I told you, you got testosterone. I'm not yeah, talking about Yeah, why you got your arms crossed like that? Her <laughs> whole body language is just... Go ahead, try to hurt me. You're going to get hurt. Huh, huh. <laughs> Go on and play that so, game. They always do. They all come back and I'm like, no, nah, boo-boo, you tried to play that game. <laughs> Which is another thing I want you to answer. Women who are like Kim, who are like, Kim, okay, for the listeners, Kim is sitting back with her arms crossed like she's ready to fight. What? How, did, how does that kind of woman who comes out of, who's like, I am ready to fight you. You're not going to hurt me. I oh, swear no. for God. No, you're right. You, you got two types of women, Monique, to answer to. The win- <laughs> woman like me, who's like, I'm feeling a little vulnerable. I don't want to get hurt. I've been hurt before, but I don't want that screaming like a neon sign to attract that type. And then that woman who's like, hey, boo-boo, I'm going to do you for you do me. Right. Because I get them all. Right. No, what it is is come on in here with that boo if you want to. I'm going to stab you. Okay. Don't even, what I'm saying is this is the thing. You can't come into a relationship when you've been and intentionally try to hurt me. I mean, there are things that happen. We we grow apart. But if you come in here and do some old crazy stuff that's going to hurt me, see, I don't know how your husband, that last one, made it. <laughs> I, I'll be on snap right now. Snap. With a penis in my hands. I'm like, I'm snapped. <laughs> 
And yes, I can hold it in one hand and close my hand and you don't know it's there. Oh, I'd have been losing my mind. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> crazy. I done, I done got upset. That's hurtful. Wow. I'm not saying that he had a small thing. I don't know. I think that's exactly what you were saying. I don't know either because we never had I was just saying, like, I wish you would, boy. You better come in here and break me off. Okay. Okay. Kim, your hands aren't that big. Okay. For Chris, we are taking her off into a I'm different sorry. world. Monique is okay. going to answer to let women. Let me breathe. Let me breathe. Give me. A, you know yes. what? Let me leave the room. You don't hit a sore spot with me. But you need to listen. Okay, I gotta breathe. <laughs> oh no, Jason! Whoa! Whoa! I wish we would. I wish I met your ex-husband. I I you oh, I did meet him. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> She'd ask me to marry him right now. I'll be in Rikers. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 We're talking to. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Kelly are getting expert. Mm-hmm. Kim is. Awesome. Oh, my God. I don't know what the trigger was in the question that I asked. She, she felt that she felt the pain as your friend. She was ready to get it. She that's a now that's ride or die. That we all need friends like that. This is the ride or die. I have many yes. many testimonies of ride or die. This is about you. So, give women tips who are getting back into the dating game who don't want to get hurt. Who gonna let you know? And you already explained it to you. You start talking. Okay, so here's the thing with that. When you are dating in your 20s, 30s, it's so different. When you hit your 40s, 50s, it's very different. You are very clear, okay? Even though you've been through stuff, you're vulnerable. And Kim, you might feel a little bit more defensive because y'all have been through some times, okay? So you are very clear on what you do not want. You are very clear on your triggers. You are very clear on what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And when you go back into the dating scene, what happens sometimes, especially as we get older, there is this underlying fear for some women that you're not going to meet somebody better or you operate out of fear because you're just worried you don't want to be alone or you don't want to be hurt again. So you, you, when you operate knowing what you need and what you desire and what you deserve, you move differently. So that's the first thing, being unapologetic for that. Number two, you gotta make the time to date. Sometimes we're so busy working, being around mm. friends or whatever, that we forget to make the time to date. So Stop even if you got to, is that we you, Sherry? Yes. Is that you? I, it's what is Kim it's, too. It's both of them. We we're do so not busy. make the time because yeah. it's not a priority it's and we gotta get it together. Yeah, that's the money. thing. And you have to make it a priority. My three favorite words, in addition to, you, you guys are bad, right? You guys work hard. It's a Sunday right now. You know, we people are COVID brunching. You guys are working. So in the same way that you scheduled this podcast, the same way you schedule other things, you got to schedule time to date, number one. Number two, I'm sure your friends all know that you're looking and you are open to dating. So put it out there if you haven't, that you're open. If you know people, set me up. There's also matchmaking services. A lot of people are starting to use matchmaking services and there's some that are even more exclusive than others. So you you can do that. I tell women, you know, we've talked about putting yourself in places where there are eligible men, whether it's a golf course, the golf range always has good men, whether it's a home improvement store, whether it's an electronic store, but no, home improvement stores, Monique, they are the worst because they all marry. No, they're not all Elder married. Barge, no, they're not all married. I can't speak Spanish. 
So I, be, <laughs> I see him looking at me. I see him looking at me. And all I got is, you made all I, I'm all. I see him. That's all I got in the early morning. I was at If you go to home improvement, don't go early morning. Don't go early morning. Go in the afternoon to home improvements. Early morning is the wrong time to go to home improvement stores. Just a side note. But let me tell you my home improvement story. And we did go, oh. and it's so funny. We went at three o'clock. My ne- oh no, six o'clock. My nephew and I. We went to home okay. improvement store and El DeBarge was there. He was in there Ooh. getting nails and a hammer and boom, boom, boom. And I, and I said, and he had his reading glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I walked past and I said to my nephew, I said, oh my gosh, it's Elder Barge. This little ninja goes, who is Elder Barge? Oh my gosh. He goes, who is Elder Barge? And I go to Elder Barge. And then I heard Sherry, and because he remembered me. And so we got to talking and he, Elder Barge builds things like houses and stuff like that. So he said he was helping his brother build his house. And he was like, I need your number. And I got his number. And this is what I want to ask you. Elder Barge is single with 92 kids, you know, need to get they grown. So he was like, let's keep in touch. So I got L's number. I texted him. Hey, L, it was, it was great, you know, seeing you. I didn't get no text back. So when, what is the rules? Cause my friend who's a single guy and he dates, he says, sometimes, you know, We'll get your number, ladies, or we'll give you our number. And y'all text us too soon. Like, give us a minute to like breathe and go. Okay, I miss. Let me let me send her something. Y'all always want to text going. Hey, was thinking about you. What do you think about that? What are the rules? Do we move too fast? Do we wait? No, no, no. And Elle DeBarge did not text me back. Did you never texted you back? Me a year later. He takes okay. me a year that he, he, he did. Okay, stop. What did you, <laughs> you, you say, Kim? I'm not going to say it on the air because Kim is always nasty. <laughs> Kim going to whisper something nasty in my ear. I will get a text from, so Elle will send me, a, a, and, I, and I love Elle DeBar. She will send me a text like every eight months. And he'll say, I was thinking about you. Here's my number. You know, if call me if you need me. So that obviously was not a love connection. But what do you think about that? Answering too soon, asking a guy yeah. for his number. Yeah. What are the rules? What are those rules? Okay. So typically, here's the thing: if you meet a man and you're vibing with him, like you can feel when it's a good vibe and there's a connection. If he does not ask you for your number, there is a reason. Okay. I know it's a little old school, but typically if a man, it doesn't mean he wasn't vibing with you, but typically if he doesn't ask you for your number, he has a situation, okay? He's maybe in something, getting out of something, but there's definitely a situation because when a man, I don't like to say when he's interested because he could still be interested, but when a man is interested and available and you guys vibe, he's going to ask you for your number. He's going to communicate. Like, Whenever you're dating someone and there's this angst of like, he's not calling me back, he's not texting me, he's inconsistent, there's a reason for that. When you're dating someone and it's effortless, it doesn't mean that he's not gonna have some issues, but it's effortless, it, that's how it's supposed to be. You shouldn't have to wonder, is he gonna text you or whatever? So in that situation, when he gave you his number and you texted him, said it was great meeting you, there might've been another situation or something else going on which is why he hasn't reached out to you. I believe that 
I'm old school in the sense of I want a man to court me. I want a man to, you know, ask me for my number. I will flirt with you. I will make sure you know I am interested. I'll even say, you know, you touch on the arm. I'm having so much fun with you. You know, he will know. And then he needs to make the move to keep it going and keep it moving. Texting. Texting is not a conversation. Texting is just to be used to say, hey, thinking about you, confirming a date. It's all about having a phone conversation. So if you're right. dealing, dealing with a man who is constantly texting, 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 at a certain point, you could say, you know, I would love to hear your voice. Our texts are so nice. Would love to hear your voice and go from there and get him off the text and get him used to using the phone. Because a lot of women are texters now. So he might think that you're a texter and that's your preference. So you let them know what your preference is. So when, when you say, uh, yeah, I'm a texter. I'm a we got to stop that because so busy. I'll get into an argument and break up with you, you over a text. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It is bad. I remember one time <laughs> I was, <laughs> it was a man and uh, we would text him back. I was so mad it was on New Year's Eve and we were just texting back and forth. And I was like, I just don't think this thing's going to work. Yep. Finally, when we got off got on the phone it was so different because you, you can't have a conversation you have tone a, tone in text is um, not yeah uh well we're gonna let chris ask his question because we're coming up on an hour so, <gasps> oh we're gonna have to have Wait. why don't we let the listeners send in their questions and we can have her back we have to have weeks. monique back how, okay uh, how do you flirt monique how do you flirt? I could tell you that. No, because you're not with anybody. She didn't say she was a flirting expert. No, she's she a, dating. a dating expert. <laughs> I'm a flirting <laughs> expert. How do you okay, flirt? You're making my way. Okay, go ahead. How do you flirt? Go on, Monique. I don't know how you to flirt. You need to know your flirt language, okay? Because people flirt differently. For instance, Kim has them dimples, okay? All Kim has to do, look at that. That's all That's she it. has to do. Show her dimples. That's her flirt language. So if you meet someone, Kim's gonna you gonna use them dimples and them high cheekbones. Jerry, you are a smiler. Okay, your smile is infectious. It lights up a room. Okay, so for you, your flirt language. She need to smile without talking. (laughs) She need to smile without talking. Men don't want to hear all this coming out her mouth. (laughs) Golly. So your flirt language is your smile, okay? okay? The worst thing you could do, you know, somebody a little while ago is sitting like this, mm-hmm, crossing yeah. the arms, but you understand your flirt language. So if you see someone who you're attracted to, Kim's gonna work them dimples like, hmm, you're gonna work the smile and you're gonna make that connection, the eye, the eye contact connection, which is hard. The eye contact connection for some people is so hard because, you know, you might be a little shy and just kind of like, oh, it feels uncomfortable looking at them. But you have to force yourself to do the smile, the three second stare, hold, look down, look again, and then strike up the conversation. Yeah, Kim looks like a stock when she do. Kim also said that what she does to men, and I've seen her do this, and they like it. Uh She will compliment them. I love what you're wearing. What's that cologne that you're wearing? Kim, and that's uncomfortable for me, but Kim does it all the time. Yep. Sherry, we got to get you out of your comfort zone. No. We got to get you out of your comfort zone. With me. I'm going yeah, like, to be by your damn self and I'm going to have to take you and take care of you. Because <laughs> you won't get out your comfort zone. You got to get out that comfort. I know it's hard. 
I know it's hard, it but you got you to get out that comfort zone just a little bit. I'm not telling you to where you're not yourself, but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You just have to be, like you said, the vulnerable. If you see someone you like, you have to smile, let them know, compliment them, do the three-second look up, look down, and then let it go. And like you said, if he comes over and talks to you, whatever happens, do it as an experiment. Yes. Yes. That's the key. Yes, just to see, because you have to practice anything. You practice your lines. How much do you feel, uh, Monique, when women are dating, their friends should be involved in their dating life? Okay, this is important. Listen, yes. <laughs> side-eyeing me. I'm just asking. I'm, 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 I'm fully looking at you. Okay, so here's the deal. When you first start dating someone and you're starting to be like, okay, I'm kind of feeling him. I always tell women, do not introduce him to your friends too soon. Because first of all, you're still trying to figure out who he is. Second of all, your friends love you. They adore you. They're going to, you know, they're going to be in your ear. They're going to be chit-chatting about what they feel, what they think before you've even formed your own opinion about the guy, right? So I always say when you first start dating, stay in your little dating bubble until you know how you feel about the guy yourself. Then once you know this guy is legit, I'm feeling him, then you can introduce him to some of your friends. But I still believe in keeping that circle small because you just don't want to have a bunch of noise in your ear in the beginning of a relationship before you've figured out how you feel about him. And you know, you guys are solid. And then when he brings him around your friends, make it very clear to your friends, I'm not bringing him around so you guys can assess him. I like this guy, I'm feeling him. It's not an open discussion and a debate about whether or not I should date him. I'm bringing him around because I like him and I just wanted to meet you. And be very clear on that when you're dating someone. But what if we know Monique, what if we have a friend who we know like we can see red flags that they because sometimes you know we fall in love and we don't see those red flags because we like being in love or we're so eager to be and if you have friends who are just like they care you know you got those friends who care about you they Mm -hmm. may say it in a horrible way but what if what if if we're on the other side as a friend and we know our girlfriend may not make the best choices and she's saying i'm just bringing him around to meet you it's not for your judgment or like the blasey blasey you know as the friend you keep your eye on the situation and you put it into your mental Rolodex because when they, when you first meet the guy and you get a bad vibe, unless, unless it's something major, like I know his wife or I know he dated my girl. He used to be abusive or something like that. That's one thing. Then that's immediate. Like, girl, listen, this, he's crazy. That's one thing. But if it's something where it's like, there's something about him that I'm not feeling, I don't quite know what it is yet. You put it in your mental Rolodex. And you just take note. And then when your friend is talking to you about certain things, there will be a window of opportunity where she's listened to that inner loving diva. She might mention something. And as the friend, you figure out a way to say it in a non-judgmental, non-attacking way of like, yeah, I noticed that when I first met him, I was feeling a vibe. I wasn't sure about it, but just keep an eye on it. You know, I see you're happy, but just keep an eye on it. There's a way to say it versus girl, I'm not feeling him. I, I didn't like him when I first met him. He did something about him I'm not liking. There's a way to say it to your friend where she doesn't feel attacked and where she'll want to come back to you and talk to you about something. It's all about the tone. Okay. 
that's bad. Let Chris ask his question so we can get off here. Before you Chris asks ask so his question, questions. will you, you talk come, to her off the Will air. you come back, Monique? Because we're going to have questions from our listeners. And we will start on time and we'll devote an entire hour and some to, to you. Yes. But I wanted to say again, uh, Monique's book, Reality and Chaos, please support her by going to Amazon or is it mostly Amazon or any uh, book? Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Please go to barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com and order reality. We have it up here, Reality and Chaos. By Monique Kelly. By Monique Kelly. This is her first book out and it is a phenomenal fictional book about women in their 40s of going through things and seasons in life and how friendship and love keeps them together. So amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, Monique Kelly, what's your uh, social media name? At Cocktails and Confessions on IG. At what Cocktails an, and Confessions. What an apropos title. So now we have uh, Also, Chris. we want people to email uh, uh, any questions. Let's say that. Yeah, now. email any questions to twofunnymamas yes. at gmail.com. So we'll have them ready for Monique because you've given us so much information. I know our listeners and our viewers are going to have questions that we didn't think of. I got six that I need to Ooh, ask you. She could have done the podcast by a damn self. <laughs> I was like, no, damn. And then, uh, and then what else? And then what else? And, what else? and, then, and then she was just writing stuff down. I was like, Lord, you need to just go ahead and schedule a session. We have this discussion all the time, Kim and I, with our girlfriends. Should it's you so let fun. us know if you find out your that our man is, if you have a, if a girlfriend says, oh, I don't trust something about him, should you let us know? Or with me, I say, you got to bring me receipts. Don't tell me you didn't saw him in a restaurant with a girl. Because I flirt with women, uh, not women, with men. I go out with uh, uh, with friends who are men. So don't come at me with that. You got to come at me with, I saw him kissing somebody. Kim wants to know the moment I think something is wrong. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? So you know your girlfriends and their personalities and who's going to be receptive and who's not. You know your girlfriends who are in relationships that are shady and they you know they know it and you know if you go to them, they're gonna you're gonna end up being the messenger that got killed, right? Yes. But if you decide to go that route, I'm with you. You need receipts because if you don't have a legitimate receipt, almost like that Housewives in New York with Luann Deliceps and Tom and he was kissing another woman and they had the picture, that is one thing. But you do not go to your girlfriend on some hearsay, especially if it's a girl from where you know she kind of knows something's up and she's aware of it and she's choosing to ignore it. You just said, Kim said, if she knows something, she wants to know right away. So you already know with that particular friend, you're gonna go to her right away with receipts, not on hearsay, but with some actual receipts and let her know. So you know your different girlfriends where it's kind of like, I'm just gonna stay out of this because I know she probably knows and I'm not gonna say anything until I have a legitimate receipt. And if I do have a legitimate receipt, I'm gonna kind of rest on it and pray on it and figure out when the time is right for me to tell her. And it doesn't mean you're not being a good friend. It just means you're trying to respect the boundaries of her relationship. Because we all because have girlfriends. If you, tell her, if you tell her too soon, that forces her to make a choice. And if she chooses to stay with him, you asked out because you cut out of the relationship. Because she got to exactly. make a choice between you and him. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we but know that, those girlfriends that know. 
We know those yeah. girlfriends. We all have a girlfriend where you know that she knows her man is not right. And she knows it and she chooses to ignore it. So you yeah. come into that friend, just know what you're going to get with that. Yeah. Is that why you let me right. walk down the aisle and get married and didn't say nothing? Not, not, not one thing. Because you was cutting friends out your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I tell you, she was cutting them out like a bad COVID test. <laughs> Like a positive COVID test. Let me tell you something. She was like, that, 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 that. Hey, we heard that he was nah, nah, nah. Hey, we saw that nah, nah, nah. Sherry, now, looking back on it now, well, if you're moving forward in your future relationships, would you want, like, would you want to do it differently? Would you want to know? Yeah, I would want to know, and I think I'd be more open to hearing, but I'm still the type of person you can't come to me on your feelings. I need yeah. receipts. I just yeah. am a very, if you, you know, you can't come to me and go, I think he is, or yeah. you know, it's got to be, we go into his apartment and we're going to catch him in bed with somebody. Or we, I got a picture of him kissing. So it just, uh, he keeps calling me or texting me. <laughs> then I want to see the text. See, this is the problem. <laughs> <Receipts are laughs> mission critical. Receipts are mission critical. Critical. Hey, uh, Wouldn't you? I don't want to hear that. Chris is trying to come, jump in. Oh, no. sorry, Chris. <laughs> Kim oh, looks sorry. out. For, this is so, Sherry. This is hilarious. How Kim looks out for me. No, I think the mentality of if you come at the king, you best not miss. It only only come with the best uh, information and be willing to lose it all if you're wrong. Yeah. Wow. Chris. Oh, wow, Chris. That that was pretty deep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how you well, should treat it. You shouldn't run to somebody every two seconds. You know, you got to let them live. But if it's that important, you better say something. Yeah. yeah, because I just, yeah, I, for me, I'm just like, I just, you got it. But I would do it differently, Monique, because I didn't listen to my friends. And when they came to me, I did cut them out because they didn't have receipts. They came yeah. to me with, well, I don't think, and why, and it, it, you know, and he, it, it was like, they didn't have me. receipts. They forced all right, go ahead. So thank you. You ain't gonna sit here on this podcast and lie. That's what you ain't gonna do. Okay, that's a whole nother discussion. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, I'm, that's I'm fine. Lying. Okay. Oh, I'm I sorry, Phoebe. I don't remember it like that. I don't remember it like that. Okay. Anyway. All right. We've been together. But the good news is now you got you know how to handle in the future. Like you you're yes. set. You guys are both the thing about you two, y'all are good. Y'all are set. You guys gonna be good. I can't wait to see I don't where know. this journey takes you. I can't either, because I'm, I'm going to have to come out with a dude that's going to be, <laughs> he got to be, uh, he got to be damn near perfect. These people, they judgment. Let me tell you something. At least he got to have that's why you're going to wait before you bring him around. You're going to wait. Oh, I have to, because they ain't nothing nice. But I like What if you attracted to your girl? Like, I was attracted to her. She had a guy. And they're not even together. He, he was so attractive. And I told her, what do you think about that? You should tell your girlfriend if you're attracted to her, dude. <laughs> Look at Monique's face. I did. I told her. <laughs> attracted me. Yeah, she, she wanted him. She was attracted to him. And I wasn't willing to share at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually a giver. But I was like, no. Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> Sherry, you might show them some stuff. I can't get them back. <laughs> And Monique, I don't want you to think I ain't never bringing my man around, Sherry. Oh, y'all good? Y'all good? 
No, but, but sometimes you'd be like, like, oh, he's really good. He's a good looking man. A good looking man's a good looking man. It's not, you know, it's not like you're I, like, hey, he's so good looking, I want him. No, I just mean. knew that Kim was not into him, like because Kim keep everybody on it. They all know that they could be out any minute. The Kim's men always know I'm hanging by a thin thread because Kim got other other ass uh, prospects. So it wasn't like she was so deep into this dude. I knew she could let if he got on her nerves, she could let him go. So I just wanted to put in my dibs. <laughs> and look, and they're not even together. She, did, I don't even know where he is because Kim do like this, and they just be gone. <laughs> Thing is, if he wasn't good for me, he ain't gonna be good for you. Good point, Kim. She looking out for you. That probably is true. I don't want you to go through nothing. Now there are some that are good that I still don't want. Those are the ones I'm gonna give you. Monique, we gonna Thank let you. Chris ask a question. If he oh, had, yeah. I have we have covered it by now. Because I love you so much, and I have. She's Seven good. other I told questions. You she was good. And we have to, would you please come back on because. Oh, so, absolutely. This has been so, like, we're going to use so many clips to yeah. advertise this show. But Chris, I want you to ask Monique a question. Sure. But, oh, man. So excited. Monique, big fan here. Uh, if you, how much, how much space did you give somebody from their past? Meaning in terms of what? I need more when you can When you can accept it. it. Are they still talking to an ex? Did they do something? <gasps> did they do something wrong five years ago? Did they treat somebody bad? Like how much space should a normal average person, because honestly, I think a lot of people tank um, relationships and it, it could be their own in, internal thing, but a lot of people don't always get, uh, some people don't deserve it, but some people should maybe get some space from the past. That's a good question because people do change. Like for instance, if you're dating a man and you found out in his previous marriage, there was infidelity or, um, you know, certain things like that, people do change. People do learn from their mistakes and you have to get context to it. Talk to them about the concerns and things like that. There, there are certain things that are deal breakers. If someone was abusive or something like that, stay away. But I do believe that people have the power to change, just like we do. Like we've all made mistakes in our past, all of us ladies, that we wish we would have done differently. And we've grown from that. So I do believe that people can change. You have to be open to that. But you also have to have really meaningful conversations with them to fully make sure that they are a changed person. And when you have the conversation and you choose to move forward with it, don't throw it in their face later. If you move forward, you move forward and you keep it moving. A tributary so, or yeah, a tributary or an aside from that, what uh, what do you think when people have good relationships with their, I guess, exes? Is that a good thing or oh, do you kind of squint, squint your eyes a little? Let me Kim talks to all of her exes. I think it's a good thing. As long as, as long as there's no, like, it's pretty obvious whenever somebody's hanging around, hanging around. Right. For me personally, if you don't have kids with someone, I don't need you talking to them on the regular basis. I certainly Not don't need you talking to them about us. It's one thing if you're cool with your ex and you point. guys know each other, it's very, you know, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You guys are cordial. That's fine. But I don't need you to be all super duper close with an ex that you don't have kids with. I just don't see the need for that. That's a good. That's a good answer. But what if you're really good friends with them? You know, y'all might not have been good romantically, but you're good friends. And and before I got, and I'm just using me. 
before you came into my life, like this was a person who was just a really great friend. And we just hung out and we talked. I'm now supposed to give up him as, or there's some men who say to me, all of them uh, friends you got, I got a lot of friends who would do it, like a, a David Arnold, a, you know, a, this but one. But you ain't slept with them. I've never slept with them, but they like, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with you talking to all of these men. Oh, As no. I probably wouldn't be if he was talking to a bunch of girls. How, how you oh, feel about no, that? I'm a different kind of girl. See, you don't care. Uh, you don't care. If they friends, because mm-hmm. you know, they have to come over here and watch Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Jim is always about woman. Can they watch Joshua? I don't care if you was involved with threesomes. Can the other two come oh, over God. and watch Joshua? And one cook. And one cook. What do you, how do you feel about that? So, okay, Have if you, it's ex-boyfriend or ex, like an ex-girlfriend that you had a that you were in a relationship with I still feel like you don't need to be talking to them on the regular basis especially once you're in a relationship when you're single and you don't you're not in a relationship it's very different but when you get in a relationship why do you feel the need to talk to an ex that much I'm not saying cut them out completely but it shouldn't be a regular conversation I'm not talking about guys who you're friends with like guy friends, whatever, you know, stay friends with or girls that you were really friends with, fine, that's cool. But an ex if you don't have, the rule is if you don't have kids together or a business together. But Monique, if you're dating somebody, if you're a person who's a serial dater and you get into these relationships, now I'm your friend. Every mm-hmm. time I look around, you're going, girl, I can't talk to you. I gotta cut you out, cause you know, or we've dated before and we had like a long relationship. Now, every time you get into a relationship, you got to cut me out. Then when you break up with him, you call me back up. Okay, so are you referring to your no, friends no. staying friends with the guy that you used to date? Is that what you're oh, referring I, to? I derailed the, I'm saying if I was in a relationship with you and now mm-hmm. we're just really good friends. So now you get into a relationship with another girl. So you got to call me and go, I can't talk to you because she don't like it. Okay, now y'all don't make it. Then you call me back up so our friendship well, can resume. Well, that does happen a lot, yeah. Then oh, you get that does happen. Room. You can know another relationship with girl. Okay, I feel you on that, but during the time of that relationship, if the person that you're in a relationship says, I'm not comfortable with you having a relationship with someone or talking to them on the regular basis, it makes me uncomfortable. If you're in a relationship with that person, you care about them, then you are going to kind of pull back. You're definitely okay. going to pull back um, okay. just out of respect for the relationship. And if you guys break up, because here's the thing, let's say you guys don't break up. Are you going to sacrifice your current relationship with someone who makes you happy for a relationship that clearly did not work? No. If you break up, then fine. Yeah, you might feel some kind of way. It's like, oh, now you want to talk to me. But they were being respectful of the person in the relationship. And not everybody cares. Like, Kim, you said you don't, you're fine with it. You don't care. You're not tripping on it. Some people do. No. Well, you I know Rodney's ex-girlfriend. We friends right now. You friends with everybody's wow. ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Monique, we love you. We don't want to take you. any more of your time. This yeah. has been so amazing. And anybody who has questions for our dating expert, Monique Kelly, you can email us at twofunnymamas at gmail.com. Please support Monique's book, Reality and Chaos. It's at Amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. And you can follow Monique at Cocktails and Confessions on her social media platforms. You can see her all the time on Daily Pop. We just thank you. This was so much thank fun. Thank you so much. Please this email me questions. Yeah. It was fun. And yeah. we'll start on time next time, Monique, because we can give you more time. And we just appreciate you. Yeah.
We now Thank when we open up fully, we'll take you out. Yes. So you can show me you how to flirt. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, everyone. We're trying to get up to 100,000 subscribers. So yes. please push the subscribe button on uh, YouTube. Uh, if you are one of our listeners, uh, hit uh, the subscribe button. Thank you so much. And to let you also know, we're having different guests on. So tell us who you would like to see. You all wanted to see a dating expert. So we have Monique Kelly on who's coming back. We also have coming up Mr. Marcus, a former retired, a retired former in, adult entertainer. Yeah. So look, yeah, look, yeah, look at Monique. So Mr. Marcus is going to talk about life as an adult entertainer and what his life is like afterwards. Okay. And, and the things also, he's a relationship about what what women do to turn men on. Yes. He has some he has some uh, tips. Yes. So we have that coming up. So if you want us to talk to someone, if you have a you know an interest, please let us know, and we'll try to make that happen. So, and uh, so thank you for listening and watching. Everybody. Two funny mamas. Subscribe. Thank you, Monique. Thank you, Monique. Thanks. Bye. Two funny mamas. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, Targeted electronic newsletter. Experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.